I'm Kate Northrup. And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living. Hi, welcome to the Kate and Mike Show. This is Kate. This is Mike. How's it going, hon? Going pretty good. Yeah? How's your morning been? An adventure with our... I came up with this term this past weekend regarding... Or this past week with our children. That Ruby is a 15-minute, like, rom-com, like, comedy skit. Where she comes in, she does her thing, she gets it done, she's out. Penelope is a nine-part doc series. Long, drawn-out drama that goes on for a really long time. So, yeah that's what that's what this morning was like with penelope not when she just stood she didn't feel good yesterday but she just stood in her underwear staring at her clothes and could not make a decision of what to pick out i know i wonder like because due to hand-me-downs penelope has a lot of clothes yeah mostly it's all hand-me-downs i think i I barely buy her i haven't bought i don't think i've bought her a truck i've bought her like two dresses her whole life and so we're so grateful. Super grateful for all so those hand me down people. For that. And she has a lot of choices. So I wonder because, you know, all of us feel paralyzed by choices. So I wonder if maybe we should either take half the clothes out of her closet or just say, okay, here's the new rule. We're going to give you three choices and then you choose one of those things or something like that. I don't know. But Penelope has not let us choose her clothes since she was less than 18 months old. So but it's become it's become well, 90, a, a stopping point in our morning i think 90 percent of the time it's all right like yeah. it may be 80 80 percent of the time Maybe like she chooses it quickly when we move on no it's more it's more than 60 <laughs> well also the challenge with that philosophy of eliminating what's there these kids grow right so like there's clothes that are in there that are already too big for her that she's going to grow Maybe. into eventually yes and then there's clothes that need to be like there's clothes that are too small that's in there that needs to come out i will say in terms of the do less philosophy i've been talking about that we have to decide areas we're going to be an a plus in and a b plus a b in and maybe even a c in and in our lives and i would say as far as like keeping my girls closets and drawers updated with in terms of if there's stuff in there that's too small for them I'm probably like a B minus to a C because that is not a priority for me. Oh, I'm overwhelmed just looking in there. I have no idea. So I haven't done any of, I mean, if it was up to me, she would have like five shirts, five pairs of pants. It would probably make all of our lives easier. So we could do a culling. I feel like after the book launch is not like the book, you know, I'm considering the launch window like April and May. Mm -hmm. And after that, we'll move into more of a culmination period. And maybe during the culmination period where we're doing culmination activities around the book, I could also do culmination activities around like cleaning out the girls' closets. I did get rid of a huge pile of stuff from my own closet. And that felt really good. Mm -hmm. So anytime you're needing an uplift of energy, just like go into your closet and pull out stuff you haven't worn in the last six to 12 months. It'll feel awesome. And then it's also Ruby's first birthday it's today Ruby's at the recording of this, yeah. which is pretty crazy to think a year ago, Ruby was born. A year ago. Not the, even yet. Not at this time as we're recording it. I think it was, one, it was 10, this, what was it? 10, 10, 10 a.m. 10, 10. At this time last year, I was in full on labor and things were happening you were yep we should just talk about that 
we could wait didn't somebody give us a to talk about yeah sarah kathleen peck asked us to do an episode about both birth stories and okay. i would be up for that i'm not up for it right now no we're we have I another need to topic sort of planned prepare mentally to be telling birth stories it's not like a spontaneous yeah. event for me but ruby was pretty cool she is now climbing so we i heard this from my buddy matt weber him and i went to college with he lives in st louis him and his wife holly out in st louis but we saw them a few years ago they did a vacation in maine and we were talking about climbing the stairs because their kid climbed the stairs really well and he said his mother like i think the kid was at his mom's house most of the day like she watched the the kid while they worked and she just didn't have gates on her stairs and she would just go with the kid up the stairs and teach him to go backwards down the stairs. And I would have to say, we did that. We had a gate with Penelope, but for the most part, we followed that philosophy and that worked out really well. Penelope got really good at the stairs early on. And then Ruby is like, she just walked down the, she's going down the stairs now. She didn't walk, excuse me, crawled down the stairs yesterday at Kate's mom's house by herself to do three stairs. So that was pretty impressive. That was did cool she do watch. that by herself or did you show her how no i have been showing her so when she's at but i've only done this maybe 10 times because what's funny with ruby i find that she when she's tired she'll just start climbing the stairs like i feel like she climbs the stairs she's like i gotta go to my bed because i'm tired this is what goes into the 15 minute rom-com versus the you know bedtime with ruby is give her a bottle read a book and then she's like wants to she wants to jump out of your arms into bed she does yeah. she like sometimes she'll let me rock her and sing her a song but most oh, no. of the time she she's anything. reaching she's like, for her crib. stop holding me people like put me down <laughs> i don't want to be lies down and pulls her little unicorn lovey in yeah. turns her head and <laughs> falls asleep butts in the air and then she's out <laughs> Penelope is like needs lots of hugs and she's like I need to make sure you guys are coming in it's just like the ongoing thing but uh no so I would sit at the top of the stairs and I would just when she would look down the stairs I would turn her around and I would help guide her down the stairs backwards she just kind of know what the, that feel was like but yesterday she just did it all herself Amazing. and I was like and then we came home and she was uh she held herself she stood she, she squatted by herself down. Yeah. and did a slow squat down. Yeah, which so, is pretty cool. Our little baby is a year old today, and I have to say that year, even though it was so hard on so many levels, not really related to Ruby, but just it was just like a really hard year. It also went by really fast. Yeah, Ruby was the easiest one out of all Ru four of us. Ruby was the easiest part of the, yeah, our baby was the easiest part out of the last year. It did go by really. It, it did, did. Right? Well, it was slow and fast. I mean, there's elements that it went slow. I think from a calendar perspective, like when you look at the calendar, it went fast. But the energy around it with like your recovery, yeah, it with was, me get it it, with my sickness, seemed like it went on forever a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, I do feel like really, we're coming really. out of the dark. The other day when Mike and I were having our financial meeting, I decided to... I thought that our theme song for this season of our life is the Gloria Stefan song coming out of the dark. So oh, I started true. playing it and singing it during our money meeting. Do you want to sing it for the audience um, right now? Because maybe they are in some sort of darkness and they want to come out. Coming out of the dark, you finally see the light of day. <laughs> come on, musical theater. Let's go. Bring it. Bring it. 
coming out of the dark. So that's where Mike and I are at right now. I don't know where you're at listening, but well, they just got they came out of the dark there. You just came out of the dark with me and Gloria. So mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I mean, that is one of the things that we do. I talked about it in my book, Money a Love Story, and Mike and I have a money meeting. We have a money love date every week. And we do our best to make it fun and pleasurable. And sometimes that includes singing. Mm. Um, Well, not for me, but. Mike was singing London Bridges Falling Down to Penelope last night. And he. It was was terrible. It was terrible. It wasn't even like there was no hint of a melody, nothing. And so I had to I had to intervene from the next room. I was nursing Ruby and I was like, no, 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 no. This does not go that way. And I sang the song and Ruby thought it was really funny, but Mike did not appreciate it. No, I'm fine with it. I think it's funny because then I'll be like Penelope, who's a better singer, you know, mama or myself, which Kate is a really good singer. As you just heard, I'm horrible. And uh, Penelope was like, Dada's better. And I'm like, yeah, That's there we go. That's just because she's obsessed with you. I know, she's you. obsessed with me. Um, Talk about you. What's up with the book? Like, hello. So the book, this book launched launch. a week ago or a little less than a week ago, six days ago. And it's amazing. It was a number one new release and number one bestseller in the category of labor and, and industrial relations and labor and industrial economic relations. I have no idea what's different about those two categories. And then it also over the weekend became a number one new release in personal time management, it's which really feels like true, the category right I should be in because I don't even know what labor and industrial relations means. So I'm very proud of that. The book is doing great. We've been getting incredible feedback. People are sharing on social media. If you have not yet shared, please do take a photo of you with your book and put it in your stories, put it in your feed, tag me at Kate Northrup, use the hashtag do less. I love seeing them. I'm sharing them. It's honestly such a joy. And here's the most joyful part. I'm getting feedback that the book is already changing people's lives. And so women are just writing in and saying, like, this has given me so much permission to slow down. This is reminding me who I really am. I'm already implementing the 80-20 rule and I'm getting such incredible results, like by working less time and getting more done. So I'm just really psyched. Oh, if you're reading the book and you are enjoying it, please go over to Amazon and leave a review. That's one of the best ways that we can ensure that other people will also see the book on Amazon. So if you want to do something for a, a sister, help a sister out, me, but I mean the other women who need to hear about this book by leaving a review because that really helps with the Amazon search process. Mm-hmm. So our reviews are flowing in. They're great. And I'd love to see more. So come on over, leave a review on Amazon. Yeah. And we're going to talk in a, we're going to record a future episode all about it's it like we just launched do less part one yes part two is all about that so we'll kind of we will a lot do of it we will there. do a part two lessons learned while launching because we're not far enough into the launch to really have a good digestion I what feel. would you say is your like favorite moment so far with like the launch of this book and i don't know if you want to do a comparison to the lot la- when we launched money a love story or if you just want to like your favorite moment going through this experience in a week, basically six days. I mean, there've been really a lot of amazing moments. I will say that one of them is that 
I was at a, an event last week with my friend Stu McLaren and James Wedmore. And after lunch, it was like a large event. There were probably 100 people there. I mean, it wasn't giant, but it was like, you know, big. Stu's adorable. Disclaimer, Kato's really bad at guessing <laughs> audience sizes. So there could have been 200 people there. It could have there been, could have been 25. 25. I went to, when we went to that event in, we're Nashville. No, where did we go? No, Phoenix. Which, oh uh, yeah. The, what was the The women's, uh, the International Women's Conference. Yeah. You, I was like, how many people are there? You're like, oh, 4,000 maybe. And I was like, well, I just came from event 4,000. So I'll walk in the room like there is like not <laughs> even close to 4,000. Maybe, maybe it was like, a thousand. I think it was a thousand to maybe, yeah, probably a thousand. Anyway. Yeah. So, but there were quite a few people there and it was a wonderful event. And after lunch, Stu's adorable children, Sam and Marla, came running in with the hugest bouquet of balloons I have ever seen. One of them was a giant champagne bottle and then like tons, all these balloons. And they came running up and Stu had me come up and it was just in celebration of the book, which was incredibly thoughtful. I also know his assistant summer had a lot to do with that and she's a very incredible woman and it was so sweet and then i was so shocked and overwhelmed that even when Stu asked me to talk about the book i could not come up with anything to say which is very rare for me (laughs) so that was just a funny moment because i was so shocked and touched Mm. because it was their event they didn't need to they didn't need to do that because that was you were at this event i was at the event attending the the event as a as a student because you know what i am such a big believer in continuing education like none of us is ever going to reach a point where we don't need to keep learning from other people and so even though it was book launch day i will tell you this is just a little story about like following your curiosity i got the email that james and Stu were doing this workshop it had no information about the topic or what would be covered. And I just was like, I need to be there. I love Stu, I love James, I love hanging out with them. And every time I spend time with them, I always get really incredible business insights. Whether it's just from hanging, you know, there's something that happens when we hang around people who are playing a a high level game. I think that for me, I just like automatically up level my thinking, even if it's nothing that they said. And so, I knew I wanted to go. It was April 2nd. So I thought, well, that makes no sense. That's the, my book launch day. Like I can't go be at this event on my book launch day, but I just followed my curiosity and I just, I really felt like I needed to be there. So that's why I booked a trip to LA was to go to that event. And then I figured I could pack some book stuff around it. So, you know, I knew like otherwise, okay, well, I'll just be sitting on my phone, like refreshing my social media feed or something. I mean, what else was I going to do on launch day? You know, maybe go to lunch or whatever. So it was really fun to just be there and be there to, I don't know what I would call it, but like for an infusion, I'll just call it like Mm -hmm. an inspiration and information infusion from two of my favorite guys. So that was great. And then what ended up happening is, and this is actually segueing into our topic is that two weeks before that, I was texting with Jennifer Pasteloff, who has a forthcoming memoir called On Being Human, which I've started it and it's phenomenal. I was already laughing and crying within like the first 10 pages on the airplane. She is a fascinating woman. 
has suffered from hearing loss and was a waitress for 13 years and then left waitressing to go start teaching these workshops, which are sort of yoga movement and writing based called On Being Human. And she teaches them internationally. She's been featured in Shape Magazine on the Today Show. She's an incredible woman. So anyway, I was texting with her. I had never met her before, but I had reached out to her in a DM on Instagram saying, hey, I just admire your work and may I send you a book? And then she sent me her address and I said, oh, you're in Santa Monica. Do you like coffee? Would you like to get a coffee with me while I'm in LA? Because I knew I was going to be in LA for James and Stu's event. And she wrote back and said, are you doing any events while you're out there? And I said, no, but I'm open to it. And she said, well, would you want to do an in conversation with me to sell books? And so then again, following the spark of curiosity and inspiration, I was like, let's do it. Yes. So I had already talked to Wanderlust Hollywood about having my book launch there. I knew the details. I had booked it and then I had canceled it. (laughs) This is just the behind the scenes because I, it just felt like too much. And I'm really watching myself. This was probably three months ago. Less like two months ago. Yeah. I'm really watching myself when something feels like too much during this book launch. I'm not doing it because I can't launch a book called do less feeling like I'm doing too much. We definitely did way too much with the launch of Money, A Love Story. And so I'm just watching and and listening to myself and noticing where that edge is. So anyway, but it felt like, okay, this woman who is incredible has said she wants to do this. Let me see what else I can wrangle. So then I asked Brandy Sellers Jackson, who is an incredible doula and baby wearing educator and the founder of Not So Private Parts. She had given me an endorsement for Do Less. And we have been in communication a little bit, again, just like through Instagram DMs, just commenting on each other's stuff and celebrating each other. And we had had one quick phone call. And so I asked her if she was available that night to do it. And she was a yes. And then she brought in her friend, Janae Claiborne, who's at Sweet Potato Soul on Instagram. Um, Brandy amazing. Brand- what a name. I know. So good. Brandy, awesome. Sellers is, Brandy Sellers Jackson is at B Stereo. And Jen Pasteloff is at Jen Pasteloff. So... These three women were a yes. I had met none of them in person. And so we put together an event called Work Like a Mother. And it's a, it was a conversation in celebration of the launch of Do Less. And then by the time we wrangled all the headshots and the contract and the getting the link up on the website and the whole shebang, it was one week out from the date of this event. I was like, shit. And then I started feeling really scared because I was like, we're on the hook for this event space. We're on the hook for the cost of these books. Like, I don't know anybody in LA. What am I doing? So then it got really scary. And on that Sunday night, so we got everything going on the Friday. It was like all I started promoting. And then that Sunday night, which was exactly one week before the event, I was in a total panic. The event was on April 1st, which was a Monday night. Yeah. And this was, yeah, this was a Sunday night This was in Hollywood. This is where Wanderlust is places exactly which is a beautiful venue if you haven't been there they have yoga classes they have workshops they have a really sweet cafe excellent smoothies so sunday night i'm freaking out i was like there's no way because i we launched it and then i think we had sold seven tickets and this event venue if it's completely packed can hold 375 people so i was like oh my god what am i doing and then i get a message from Lori Harder. And Lori Harder is a woman I have met one time. We've just, you know, known each other on social media. We have a few, we have a few friends in common, but I don't really know her. And Lori messaged me 
out of the blue, because basically the next morning I was going to email the Wanderlust Hollywood ladies like a complete, I mean, I just was like, well, because I had said yes, then I had said no. And then I was here, I was saying yes again. And I was going to email them the next morning just being like, what if I need to cancel? So I did go through my contract to figure out, okay, what happens if I, if I cancel? And I, and I figured it out. But then I get a message from, so I had said, okay, I'm going to sleep on it. I'm just going to like go within. I'm going to ask myself. I had sent an SOS text to this mastermind that I'm part of and just had said like, I'm freaking out here. What am I doing? Not only am I launching a book in a week, but I also decided to like do an event in a city I don't, I've never lived where I barely know anybody who does that. And so that night though, before I went to bed, I got a message from Lori and Lori had said, hey, I just want you to know that I also did my book launch at Wanderlust Hollywood and I sold like 80 tickets in the last 24 hours. So in case you're freaking out right now, I just wanted you to know that that was my experience and that's pretty normal for LA. And just in case you're having anxiety, I just wanted you to know that. And it was so kind of her to do that. So then I assumed that my friend Amber, who had told her about my book launch, Amber Liliestrom, who I'll be speaking at her Ignite Your Soul Summit event in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. And she and I are also doing a co-event at the Athleta store in Portland, Maine on April 19th. You can find out all that stuff at katenorthup.com forward slash events. So Amber, I knew, had reached out to Lori to ask if she would spread the word about my book event. But I assumed, so I saw Amber the next day and I said, I told her about the message that Lori had sent me, which was so sweet and told like she was totally an angel. And I said, so you must have told her that I was freaking out. Right. And Amber was like, no, I didn't tell her you were freaking out. And so I realized like out of the blue, Lori had messaged me to just say, you know, here's the deal. I was also freaking out. If you're freaking out, I just want you to know everything's going to be okay, essentially. And so I decided that was the message that I needed because it was out of the blue that I was going to go forward with the event. So then I just literally thought of every single person I knew in LA or every single person I knew who might know somebody in LA. And I just started spreading the word. Like I was working my little thumbs. crazy just messaging people texting people spreading the word and I just committed to doing everything I could to get this out there now it also happened to be that I now this is just by chance you can't always orchestrate it this way it happened to be that I was in my ovulation phase and that it was a full moon so it was this perfect energetic time to be massively in communication with people so I was energetically supported and I spread the word like crazy and I just reached out to people and it was a gen you know it was just genuine I'm coming to LA I'm so excited about this conversation you know do you want to come do you know anybody who might want to come and would you mind spreading the word to your people in LA and women came out of the woodwork to support. And so the day before the event, we had sold 36 tickets. And I was like, okay, well, between the 36 tickets and my 12 comps, we'll have like 48 people there, plus the women speaking. So it'll be like, okay, great. I had also, by the way, really come to a place of acceptance of, well, if we sell seven tickets and I have 10 comps, we'll have like 20 people there. And I imagined myself doing a book launch for 20 people. And I said, I can show up for that. Like, I just had to, all I had to do was have a come to Jesus talk with my ego and be like, um, this has no reflection on my worth. This has no reflection on the importance of this book. 
This is just like, I'm going to show up for the people who show up. And as soon as I got right with that, it felt so good because I felt myself like loosen my grip on ticket sales. And then, then it became just a game. Like how many do you think we can sell? How many, what's going to happen? And I found out that LA is tricky because of the different areas and like traffic and you know asking somebody to drive from Santa Monica to West Hollywood on a Monday night is sort of like asking them to fly to Iceland um (laughs) so turns out like yay California traffic it turns out that's a pretty big deal but what I did you know and this is just if you're filling an event if you're filling a program I really worked my comment section on my Instagram and I worked my DM so for example I saw somebody say like oh I wish I could be there but it's a Monday night and it's in Hollywood and I met I I sent her a message right back or a comment and I was like I would really love for you to be there what do you think you need to do to make that happen did she come she came that's great yeah she's amazing and Bo Slice from oh yeah Perfect. Yeah, Emily, love her. She's amazing. Yeah, um, I, she's I mean, like a Amazon goddess. This is such a great, like that. I think that's sto- that little story right there about oh, there's too much traffic in Hollywood, so I'm not going to. And like, how many other times in our life take out traffic? But it's just like oh, I I'm going to do that tomorrow, or I I can't do that, or you know whatever excuse you can come up with. It's just an excuse because like. California traffic is a great example. Like, I mean, it's real. You're, it's real. Like, it is real. It is no joke, right? In any big city. But you're choosing to live there, right? So we're choosing to live in these locations. Let's just Sometimes. Take, Some people may not correct, be choosing correct. to live in LA. Right. Like, there is... Let's just take in... Right? Because I have moved 20 times or so. So I'm familiar with moving. And it's like, I'm choosing to... If I decide I want to live in Los Angeles... I know one of the things of living in Los Angeles is that there is traffic, right? So it's like, it's just adjusting. When we would go visit and we were visiting there for times, like we just, just know like it's going to take two hours to get there. So we need to, we need to adjust our schedules well, to be able to do that. What a lot of people did is they just showed up really early, really early. Yeah. So I had a lot of people saying like they were going to be in the area starting at three because yeah. they just decided to come early and like set up shop in a cafe yeah. or whatever. And I just... Also, you know, the fact that now Emily is just like one example, but it's such a great reminder that we can be super communicative in our comments and communicate with our people. Like I just essentially I was saying, I see you. I want you there. Let's make it happen. Right. And so she did. Now, of course, she has her own personal reasons. And listen, she's got a baby. Like, I get it. It is hard. And if she hadn't come, it's not like I would have resented her. No, we're not. This is just an example we're using. It was exactly. But like, I think that we have lost in regards to connecting with influencers or connecting with our customers or connecting with other human beings. And I have gone in and out of this myself. So I'm yes. just, I'm calling myself out on this too. Like sometimes we lose track of the fact that it is one human being connecting with another human being. And we both have hearts and we both want essentially the same things. I mean, we're all pretty universal. We want that sense of belonging. We want to feel seen. We need comfort. We need safety. You know, we're fundamentally like the same. We want to feel connected. And so when we're wanting to connect with other people, whether it's customers or influencers, it's really important to remember that. And I have been so struck 
during this book launch, and I know I've talked about it in a couple of previous episodes, but we're really dialing it in for this episode. I have been so struck by gratitude for my, (laughs) maybe sounds weird, but like I am in such gratitude of my 25-year-old self or my 24-year-old self for A, not having been an asshole and B, for having stoked the fires of these relationships for this long having no intention of anything other than being in a friendship and being in relationship. And if we want, like I have, there's a woman who has been in our community and she's wanting to connect with influencers. And I was really struck by her question about this. She said she's been trying to connect with people for the last couple of weeks and it's not working and she's feeling frustrated. And I was like, oh, honey. Okay. Wow. So here's what we need to remember. The time to build connection is not when you need something. The time to build connection is every single day. And then later on, when it might be time to launch a book or do a random event in LA or have, you know, joint venture partners or affiliates for your program, like you will have 10 years of investment in relationship or 20 years of investment in relationship to then draw upon. But you want to be putting, you know, it's just the very same thing as a savings account. You wanna be putting way more in than you're taking out. And so it's the same thing with relationships. Like I got to, you know, I just got to spend time with some incredible people in Los Angeles, some of whom I have not seen in years because Mike and I have really been in a hibernation season of our lives. We've been in the fertile void from a career standpoint between having the like honestly with the kids like from the time I got pregnant with Penelope I just feel like I've gone into the underground completely appropriately Mm -hmm. but this book launch feels like we've moved a couple times we had two kids we had you know business a lot business has been a little rocky and yeah I mean we both had some health I mean you were yours was resulting from giving birth and having kids yeah but we've had some stuff And so this book launch has felt like a rebirth and it's also felt like this really great reconnection time. You know, for example, when I was in LA, I was really struck. Like I got to hang out with my best friend from college, Raina, who was such a joy. Like I have not gotten to hang out with her in years and it was so fun. I actually decided to book a different flight because she, here's just like, this is such a practical example. There is nothing I want from Raina. I'm not, there's no, I like, I have no, I'm not trying to get her to do something for me. I'm not like, I have zero, I need nothing from her. And she told me she needed to fly to New York last week and wasn't going to be able to be there for my book launch and needed to fly out the morning of April 1st and said, could we get together on the 31st instead for dinner? And I said, at first I was like, oh, I was going to take a flight that wouldn't get me in until eight o'clock. Like, I guess I'm not going to be able to see her. And then I realized I can take an earlier flight because this relationship is important to me. And what's getting to the airport three hours earlier? Like, I just wanted to be there in person with her because you cannot replace 
being there in person. Yeah, it's nice to text. Yeah, it's nice to call every now and again. But like that dinner, that two hour dinner filled me up on such a profound level, like getting to reconnect and be there in person with somebody who has known me since I was 19 and seen me through a lot of things. And I've seen her through a lot of things. Nothing replaces that. And, you know, someday down the line, may I be able to help her in business? Maybe. May she might be able to help me in business? Maybe. But I don't care. Like, that's not the point. And then I also got to hang out with a couple of new people who I had never met before, but we've connected over social media. And just like sitting down over coffee is so powerful or giving a hug at the book event and just like really looking them in the eye. And then also I hung out with my friend Marie Forleo, which was so much fun. We went to a dance class. We went to lunch. We just like got to really dive into some deep conversation that again, like we wouldn't, we don't have when I call her on the phone to ask her this question or she calls me up or like when we're doing B-School affiliate stuff, like we just don't cover that sort of thing because I want these relationships to be real. And one thing I realized after I left Marie's house is I totally forgot to take a picture. Like I didn't, I didn't grab a photo. Like there was no, and I was just like, that's so perfect. Like it's so it's just, and I also did the same thing with Raina. I got in the car and I was like, oh shit, I forgot to take a picture. Like, so there are so many moments when we are, I guess all I want to say is about that, whether you're connecting with people heart to heart, whether you're connecting around business things, like let it be about sometimes now. I have no problem with taking a photo and posting it on social media. And I absolutely will do that various times. And I also, I am never going to be the person who somebody comes up and asks if we can take a photo, who's going to say no, like I'm all about it. So I don't want what I'm about to say to come off, like make you feel wrong for doing that. I think it's wonderful. And it was such a sweet thing to have both of those moments go by and realize I completely forgot to take Mm -hmm. a picture. And like, I had zero proof that they happened except for in my heart. And I think that's so important as well to know that sometimes people are just people. Like all of us are influencers, number one, whether you have three people in your family who are influenced by your choices or whether you have 3 million on your social media account. I don't care. We are all influencers and we all want to be seen for who we really are. And so when we put people, I think the number one thing that I see that's a mistake is that when people, when you're wanting to connect with influencers, I see people putting them on a pedestal in this really creepy way and forgetting that they are just simply human beings. And then also the other mistake that I see is asking way too early and asking for way too much, way too early, having no grounds of a relationship. That was... I mean, I have so much more to say on this topic, but like, I want to pause for a minute and just see if you have anything you want to digest or add. Well, I, I mean, that's the thing that I've noticed from being, cause there's two, right. I grew up in an environment that was really sales driven. It was like making sales. And when you're in the world of sales, a lot of times it goes to the numbers. Now, this is when I started our USANA, or when I started in USANA in 2009. It's been 10 years now. So when I started there, I was doing 50, 60, 70, 100 dials a day, right? And this went on for months. And so you're just, and I was buying leads from this lead company, 
where you can just buy people's information who they name and phone number where they opt in to receive something on home-based businesses. So you can buy leads and that's how you get on all these mailing lists. I call it a catalog because we get all these random catalogs that we've never signed up for last week. And I called him. I'm like, how do I get on this? And they're like, well, your name, we look at the area of like where we, let's say Maine, and we realize we have a high number of customers and then we send promotional catalogs to customers. I said, great. So you're buying lists. And I don't think she really knew what I meant, but I knew it exactly. They're buying customers. They're buying names. They're buying addresses. And I learned that credit card companies, this is when Apple Pay just rolled out, credit card companies sell your information. So that's where a lot, we end up on a lot of these lists because American Express, Chase, Bank of America, all of these companies, what they do to make, they make a tremendous amount of money selling data. And so they sell all this information. So we end up on this. So the difference for that is you're just winging it. You're just like totally winging it. Well, what you're talking about right now is actually you're creating concrete relationships with people and building this over time. And this is what I've learned from you the most is it's like, it's almost where you trust people until they take away that trust until they I do. do something. I trust first. And then you have to prove to me that you're untrustworthy instead of proving to me that you're trustworthy. Right. My initial, now I would say I'm more, I'm shifting with me getting sick has definitely shifted this environment for sure. But I would say I was always untrust. I untrusted people and then mistrusted, they had a, they mistrusted untrusted. They had a miss. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. This is why I'm such a great singer. And so I mistrusted people. Or distrust. Distrust. I distrust. That's a good one. I think distrust. First. And then I had a, they earn their trust because I was just like, everybody's full of BS, you know, which we all are. And one, it's everyone like, is what RuPaul BS. said is we're all in, right. We're all naked. And then we put drag on or something. I forget the same. All of us are in drag. We're all born naked and right. the rest is all drag. And so it's, and so it's been this journey for me over the last is to understand. And I realize what you have built, not only with what happened in New York, like with your community that you built there, but then also you're growing up like you and the girlfriends. There's still nine of you that all hang out and every t holidays they are all getting together. We're all hanging out. And so you can kind of see what that community has been like. My community, when I look back at my history, was all about alcohol and drugs. Right. So the majority of it. So like that, there's no grounding for that. There's no established like we're not going to be friends now. You know, it's like because that all went away after college or after high school. Like it just kind of disappeared. And so now I'm rebuilding what that doesn't mean that for the rest of my life, it doesn't exist, but it's over the last few years, I've actually rebuilt a community for myself to be able to do this. And from a trust standpoint. And I think when it comes to you know, Kevin Hart, just did a fantastic interview with Joe Rogan on the Joe Rogan podcast. I would highly recommend everybody listen to this. He talks about this experience of what it's like. I mean, he's a super, he's at a level that very few people ever experience right it's out of it's, it's out of this world and so he talked about this guy followed him into the bathroom because kevin was in the restaurant and he was telling this whole story he had to go he had to go poop and so he was telling this whole thing and he's like i gotta go you know and he just this guy like stopped him on the way to the bathroom he's like can i get a photo and he's like man i got really gotta go to the bathroom after that great no problem because like you just said if we're we're putting ourselves in the public people are listening people want to talk people want to hang out if you ever meet me highly recommend just like introduce yourself say your name so many people will come up to us and you know we'll be in bookstores with in 
or grocery stores or whatever and people come up to you from always whole foods yeah whole foods and they'll be like, oh my gosh i love your work blah 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 and it's just like hello what's your name you know it's like we are humans and so it's always good to connect and i always ask somebody's name because i want to know who they are because it's might be awkward for the person that's coming up but it's also like if we're just for our example i can replay these in my head where it's like we might be just in looking at oranges and then somebody's like oh my god huge fan blah blah, blah. and then it's like what's your name you know it's like because it throws it off right you're we're focused on oranges and then it might be nervous for you to come up but he was just sharing this story about this guy followed him in the bathroom and literally stood in the bathroom behind a wall wanting to capture the photo and kevin was like dude so kevin was like is this guy recording me like going poop this is it i'm gonna end up on the internet i'm pooping in the stall and like somebody's videotaping this and like this is what i gotta deal with you know this is what's gonna happen great how am i gonna handle this one you know and so he came out and the guy gave him a photo and he's like i have no problem giving photos or autographs to people but like just that's weird chill right super weird that is not about what we're talking about in this episode it's about it's it's really diving deep and i think it's an interesting thing with you in the photos where you were like i'm hanging out with marie or reina was you were just you're in the moment right and so you're in these moments not about capturing for social media and like is that you know are there moments that i'm like oh that would have been good content that i forget yep and i just have to trust that that's fine like i just trust that the ones i capture are the ones that needed to be captured and the ones i didn't didn't need to be and like there's plenty of new material and there's plenty of people like i just think that that's it's really i mean this goes back to egg wisdom right Licia and I were talking about um Licia Morelli she came out to LA with me which was so much fun and like we were talking about that this whole book launch has felt very egg wisdom e and if you don't know what egg wisdom is it's a chapter in my book it's been one of the favorites so far it's really about being the egg and attracting what you want and using our biology as women as a blueprint for manifesting the things that we want and really trusting that what we want is coming to us and we can trust that it's going to that the timing is right and we don't have to overwork to make things happen and i think at the end of the day that's what i'm really talking about when it comes to connecting with mm-hmm. people is trusting that like this one person is not your only opportunity for growing your brand or getting your like that's the energy that really turns me off is when people are approaching me and it feels like they have their claws out and they are like digging in because they feel like this is their one and only chance to i don't know i don't even know what they want but like to like that somehow i'm their vehicle yes for getting their book out there or getting their thing out there and i want to be like please don't give me that much credit you are far more powerful than that Mm -hmm. and so when we approach relationships from the perspective of i am powerful and complete and whole and i am coming to this conversation as an equal and as someone who could be able to provide value just as much as I'm able to receive value, that is very attractive, Mm -hmm. very attractive. And so I think that that takes some inner work, that takes inner work around trust and around allowing. And I would recommend reading the Egg Wisdom chapter in the book because this book has been very much- What's the book called? Do Less. Oh, who's it by? Kate Northrup. Oh, okay. Just wanted to make It's sure. a number one new release in the personal time management category. And labor and economic relations. And labor and economic relations. Uh, labor and industrial economic relations. 
my god so funny so which i really like <laughs> she beat out andrew yang who i think i've talked about the guy running for president phenomenal he wrote a great book too i just finished it yesterday it's called the war on normal people so anyway if there's somebody you want to connect with whether they are somebody big on instagram or an author that you love or a podcast whatever like first of all do what you can do to show up in person. I'm not saying show up creepily at their door. I'm not saying stand outside the door when they're pooping. I am saying attend their events. Like show up, give them a hug, be genuine, become a success story of their work. I think that's a really beautiful way to connect and also see where you can offer value. It doesn't matter who you are. Everybody needs something. And so see where you can be of value and then like, don't be weird and clingy and think that this one person is your only avenue for yeah. raising your profile. Because like, they're not. I'm gonna, You're I more hope, powerful than that. Right. And it's it's the same thing where I'm going to end up on Oprah's wish list for the Christmas thing. And I'm, like my whole business rides on whether or not Oprah puts me on her recommended things. Yeah, the don't holidays. make Oprah your God. No or anyone exactly i mean, I mean maybe I think god that's the, whatever you that's the in. um i think that's the take-home message yes like we are all our own higher power and life is bigger than that and no one person is going to be your person and then also because you never know you never know. like that's the thing it was when kate had sold seven tickets to the event <laughs> you know because i was just like you or you're going you know you're doing this book event because you don't know who those seven people are I mean, maybe we did, but it's like, <laughs> I you did. don't I know what connections they <laughs> have, where that can lead to. I mean, or how much they need this. That's work. correct. There's so many stories of musicians that have become famous, like huge superstars or not even superstars, but just because they decided to play a gig and some random person was walking by and had a connection to the radio deal and it just moves on and on and on. It's like Drake. Nicki Minaj was the same way. You know, it's like they got recommended and now they're these gigantic superstars where it was like a friend of a friend and a friend of a friend. And that's what the same way with this book. Like that's how it gets like out you there. Just keep showing it's, up. Yeah. And it's just recommended to a friend. And I would say the last is build off what you said, because we get this a lot with people write in the inbox and be like, you know, here's the next greatest telesummit and this is where Kate can, you know, this is why it's perfect for the audience, all this stuff and it, it launches in three weeks. So can I book her for an interview? It's like, no, you cannot in that amount of time because just with schedule that's going on, but also it's being positive in the world, right? Like, so Kate really thrives off positivity and so do all of us in a way. And if we are putting all the emphasis to say like i have to have oprah on this is the way it's going to be everything else is going to be negative if no matter what small successes we're going to have in our business we're going to turn our volume down where it's like if one person bought my product today we're like well that wasn't enough right or it's because oprah didn't see it it didn't matter and so if one person bought a product it's awesome and you reach out to that customer you say how's it going? I shot these videos. I tested this app when somebody just bought the money love course recently. Right. And so they bought the money love course and I sent videos to every, to like 14 people or something. And they were like, this is awesome. It feels like you're talking to me, you know, cause, you're like, cause I am, cause I am. I was, it was literally their name. I recorded one video for that person. It was about a minute long and I sent it to them, you know, using this bonjour it's B O N J O R O or something, but it's a bonjour app. 
And uh, if you send me a direct message, I'll send you what it is on Instagram. But yeah, it was something like that where you're personally connecting with someone, which is much different than because now I'm appreciating the challenge of the the world of the business space we've been in lately, especially with internet space, is it's like we just look at a number sometimes. We made 10 sales, 20 sales. But it's like though every single one of those sales is someone investing their time, their energy to buy your product, to spend your money, to show up at the door. Their money, yeah. That would be amazing. Can I have some money so I can spend it to buy? Yeah. Yeah, so I feel like that is where that it's like we treat the other people like human beings that's out here. The other thing is, you know, think about how you can bring people with you. Yes. So always, 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 like how can you bring someone else to the table with you? So for example, I was doing this book launch in LA and I thought, could I have done this by myself and gotten up and done an hour and a half song and dance? Absolutely. But first of all, I like groups better. And second of all, I thought, well, if I'm going to invite all these people, why not spread the word about three other incredible women who are doing great work? And so I talked for 30 minutes and then we all talked together for an hour. And so all of my people got to meet Jen and Brandy and Janae. And then all of their people got to meet me and each other. And it was just like, there's plenty to go around. I don't have to make this whole night about me because I trust that, like, I just don't need that, you know? And I felt like it served everyone through having it be about all of us and all of our message. And that also allows for intersectionality because I don't have, you know, Brandy has three children. She's had miscarriages that she talks about quite publicly. Janae is a brand new mom. Jen Pasteloff, you know, has hearing loss and she has challenges around that. So like they have these experiences. Two of the women were black. Like they have experiences that I do not have. And so it also allowed us to talk to the, to speak with the audience and be in conversation with the audience in a very different way. And I'll tell you an incredibly powerful moment was at the end. So it was, I could feel with the energy that we were rounding up. And so I said, I'll take one last question. This beautiful woman raised her hand and she said, well, I actually have more of a comment than a question. And I was like, okay, but I could tell this one. Usually I'm like, I don't know about that, but I could tell this one was going to be amazing. Like just from the get go. And she started talking about her, her name. I found out later is Patrice Washington. She's actually, I just want to look up her Instagram handle because she's really incredible. And I want to give you, I want you to go follow her. Um, It's Seeking Wisdom PCW. Patrice C. Washington, Seeking Wisdom PCW. She's a money maven and she hosts the Redefining Wealth podcast. Okay, so she was invited by Lori Harder. <laughs> Lori Harder like helped me fill the room. I just have a huge shout out for Lori Harder. Go follow her and go listen to her podcast, Earn Your Happy. I'm gonna be a guest coming up here in a couple weeks. So Patrice said, you know, to be honest, when I showed up here, cause she didn't know me or my work. When I showed up here, I was triggered by this book title because as an African-American woman, I was raised that I would have to work twice as hard as everybody else in order to get the just maybe the same results. That's how I was raised. What you just said regarding the book title is how she was triggered by your book title. Yeah, it's true. I have had a problem with it since yes. you even wrote the book. 
I know. So and here's I, because of the same because thing. Of this, because, because of the we cultural. Can, I can only speak to, well, because A, we all have this in cult- cultural inheritance about needing to work our butts off. But B, from an intersectionality perspective, I have never been a black woman. I have never been a Latina woman. Yeah. I have not been a trans woman. I do not know their experience. So when Patrice spoke up, she literally was putting voice to one of my fears around the book launch, which is that people from other backgrounds would be triggered because I do, I come from a privileged background and I also have made it very clear. There's nothing in this book. I've had women say, you know what? I'm a single mom working three jobs or my mother was a single mom working three jobs. And I was so pleased to hear that there's nothing in your book that she couldn't have done. And so there's not, this book is not about like okay, now just go take your trust fund and hire a nanny and then you'll be able to do less. Like it is not that book. But so Patrice was there. She's, she's sharing this experience and she gave an example of having worked on a financial exam. And she just, in that moment in her life, she didn't have a lot of extra bandwidth and she just like couldn't hit the books incredibly hard. Like she had her entire life and like over, over, over study. And she got an A plus and it Mm. was like the best grade in the class. And she realized well, wait, then is it actually true that I have to work twice as hard as everyone else as a black woman to get the same result? And she said what was so amazing about the conversation that night at the event in LA was that she realized that she had been, she had thought that being raised in the African-American community was the reason she had always been pushed to work twice as hard, but she realized maybe it wasn't a black thing. Maybe it's not a Latina thing. Maybe it's an American thing because she heard me talk about being raised by overworkers and she heard, you know, and so she heard all the stories. And so, but what was so powerful is that, so I didn't quite know where she was going with her comment. And it was such a mic drop moment because she was like, our country needs this conversation so badly. And I showed up at this event feeling quite triggered by this title. And now I realize this is a common human experience that we're all having. Now, of course, it's going to be different in different communities. And so I cannot, you know, I'm not going to say it's not, but I was so grateful in that moment that we were having an intersectional conversation because had she had a question or had the conversation needed to continue further, Brandy and Janae would have been able to speak more to the experience of being raised in, you know, in that community, which I would not have been able to speak to. And I think it's so important when we're having these conversations to think about, okay, well, is this true for somebody who wasn't raised in the situation I was raised in? And that's, I'm not going to be perfect about that every time, mm-hmm. but this was such a beautiful example of that. And Patrice is, I literally, after she finished, I was like, thank you. Good night. Like we just <laughs> ended the night because what she said was so powerful. And I would say actually that was my favorite moment so far of the book launch. And then I got to, you know, we got to hang out afterwards and she's a very cool woman and all the women who came were just like incredible. So shout out to the fabulous women who showed up in LA and shout out to Patrice Washington. So cool. Yeah. That's what we got for you today. I think. Did we get, did we give some people some actionable? I'm sure there was some actionable stuff in there. Yeah. I would say if you're running a business, Vaynerchuk, Gary V talks about this stuff a lot regarding reaching out to people and influencing in a non creepy way. So he has a strategy called, I think he has one for LinkedIn. He also has one for Instagram. It's called the dollar 80 strategy. You can just Google Gary V and the dollar 80 and you'll get 
you know, his, it's like two or three minute videos on Inst- that's on YouTube. Just go to YouTube and that'll come up with it. But it's basically spending time reaching out to people to say how you can help them. And you're going to get a lot of people that don't answer you, which is totally fine. Right. But they will have those people that will answer you. And you never know, like we shared earlier about having seven people at the book launch and where that, that turn can into go. 65, that turn into 65. I mean, it was incredible. Yeah. And so with your, I think with it's, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of fear a lot of times around this, but also is to stay positive with it and stay And the biggest thing is you're helping, you're looking at helping people help change their lives, right? Mm-hmm. Like if I was to reach out to Gary V about something, there's nothing that, that, that I, ha- it's like, how am I going to help Gary V? I lead with what's he most interested in. He's interested in helping his wine business. So it could be like, I can introduce you to somebody about empathy wines. It's he's a massive New York jets fan. He's a massive New York Knicks fan. It's like, I've learned these things following him. I don't know Gary personally. We're like best friends, but he just doesn't know it. Right. It's like along those lines where it's, I've invested time to implement what he's taught me. And it's taken years, like things I heard five or six or seven years ago, I really understood after this past couple of months and it's really got concrete for me, the the knowledge that he's been talking about. Now, I don't listen to everything that he does. I don't buy every product that he promotes or that he puts out in the world, but it, I think it's having the best interest. So it's helping myself as we are reaching out to people that we would like to work with in a way that is non like weird. You know, and it's how can you make someone's life better? How can you make somebody's life better? How can you make somebody's life easier? What can you help them with? And then also it's this balance and it's, it is a dance. I have to tell you, it's a balance between standing as an equal to them and not putting them on a platform while at the same time, not acting entitled about it. Because we also then get emails where somebody's like, sends me a message asking me to do something. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, I mean, and that's, I don't mean to sound ungrateful, but like sometimes it's really coming from this entitled energy of like, Oh, well you should do this for me. And I'm like, I don't know you. We have no basis for this relationship. Why would I do that for you? And so there's also that. So, you know, it's a dance and and you got to work on it and it it does take practice. I also wanted to say there was one last thing, which I can't recall. So I guess it must not be that important, but thank you for listening. Thanks for showing up at the book launch. If you did, we've got more events coming. Go to katenorthup.com forward slash events. And of course, if you haven't gotten the book yet, katenorthup.com forward slash book, you can still get four incredible bonuses that come along with the book. And of course, if you've enjoyed this podcast episode, screenshot it on your phone, share it on your stories, tag us at Mike J. Watts at Kate Northrup. We'd love to see that and leave us a review. If you're finding the Kate and Mike Mm -hmm. show helpful, head over to iTunes, leave us a review. That's incredibly helpful. So more people see the show and of course, subscribe. We've got some incredible interviews coming up for you. We're really psyched about them. So make sure that you've subscribed so you don't miss anything. For sure. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. I am so excited to tell you that my new book, Do Less, A Revolutionary Approach to Time and Energy Management is now out. You can get the book along with a workshop on how to set boundaries and say no and a workshop on how to apply the 80-20 rule to your life so you can get 80% more results with only 20% of the work plus 
two Maven masterclasses over at katenorthrop.com forward slash book. And the book is available anywhere books are sold. Get your copy of Do Less.